بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه معين أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين وقال تعالى واذكر عبادنا إبراهيم وإسحاق ويعقوب أولي الأيدي والأبصار وإسماعيل واليسعى وكل من الأخيار So my dear brothers and sisters Sisters are not here anyway inshallah We have to remember them as well Alhamdulillah We spent few days in the city of the Prophet And today inshallah we are going to leave this city with the intention to come back again and again, inshallah. So always when you leave the city of Medina, the city of the Prophet always make intention, oh Allah, make me to come back here again and again. This should not be our last journey. You know, many, many more journeys to come, inshallah, as long as we are alive. And uh, we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he made us to spend time actually nicely here. You know, because of these classes, what happens is, you know, you can see all the time you're busy, very little sleep, no time for shopping, no time for walking around. Because if, if you don't have this class, if you have three hours in the morning and then afternoon classes, you know, if you don't have this classes, then what you will do in this time? Either sleeping or walking around. So these classes actually at least they have saved our time from, from any wasting. And second thing, Alhamdulillah, we are learning. Uh, you know, and, uh, and make sure that whatever you learn, write it down. Because sometimes we can see really some of the sentences that teachers teach you can think maybe it is very simple, but sometimes they are, you know, result of, you know, long reflections and, uh, you know, a, a lot of learning. You know, so it will really benefit you, inshallah, in the future when you teach and also when you reflect yourself, it will be helpful. So whatever you have been learning, you know, take notes. You know, don't think that, you know, I know it anyway because you will forget so easily. So and in this class, like, you know, Tafsir class and the 40 Hadith of Novi, and even the Sirah of the Prophet because the way I was teaching Sirah, it is not, you know, just dates and, you know, uh, you know, it's actually more how to take lessons from the life of the Prophet Sallallahu and to make the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu more relevant to, 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 uh, uh, to us. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, we should thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that He has, uh, you know, helped us and He has accepted us to be in the, in the city of the Prophet Sallallahu And now we are going to, uh, inshallah, to Sriya of Makkah Al-Mukarramah, uh, within Tanshaf Umrah, we are there, we are going to stay for a few days and also there will be some classes and learning, inshallah. Try to understand, you know, what these cities are and why Hajj and Umrah, they are so important in this, this religion. So first thing actually is when Quran starts talking about Hajj and Umrah in Surah Al-Baqarah, first time, you know, the whole chapter of Hajj and Umrah, Quran starts with a verse, Ya ayyuhaladheen amanu ista'inu bis sabri was salah. O believers, O those who believe, seek help with the prayer and with the sabr. The thing really is the life of the believers are summarized in two actions, Salah and Sabr. And the whole religion is just details of the Salah and Sabr. And Hajj and Umrah, they are training of the Salah and Sabr. Because Ibrahim has been made, has been chosen, you know, after long, because Ibrahim is the first major messenger and prophet, who from very beginning, 
in a been thinking and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about, about Ibrahim alayhi salam that wa atainahu rushdahu min qabl we gave Ibrahim alayhi salam the wisdom from very childhood so when he was child he was a thinker he was not like other children to waste his time in all the time thinking understanding properly grown up in a family but he's able to different to think different from them because when you grow up in a family in, in, in among a people then you never think really you know why people doing something but just it's a habit so like for example people who have grown up in india subcontinent they see everybody going uh, you know for the prayer they have hired topi so they grow up with this they become you know learned people they become doctors engineers they become alim they become maulana they become any any it remains all the life in their time that when you pray you must have this height they never question really why we do this is it really sunnah is it really from the prophet it never come even the people are ulama they're and then after that if somebody teaches them they cannot accept so what is the reason is because people don't think people don't think you know differently people don't question things ibrahim al-islam's praise in the quran is that he was able to think means his father used to make idols and worship them ibrahim could ask question why these idols why do, why do you worship them how they benefit you and he not only could question he asked he, he really raised a question so that why quran said about ibrahim islam that he was given his wisdom from very beginning from childhood all the time thinking thinking differently asking the question and making effort to know the answer and when he knows the answer so first thing actually is i mentioned earlier ibrahim's first quality is this you know intellectual courage means he could raise a question second thing once he get the answer he is not shy then he think it is his duty to teach people properly then after the once he realized that his, his, his father and his people when they worship the idols they have done mistake it is wrong it is not right then he ask them why are you doing this they can't benefit you they cannot harm you you know they don't listen to you nothing they don't listen to him then ibrahim alayhisalam wants to you know basically uh, do something bigger to to do deconditioning of their mind so what he does he just you know in a long story i don't want to go into detail he goes and smashes the, all the idols when ibrahim smashes the idols you know the purpose actually is not to humiliate them the purpose is not to show that you know ibrahim does not care about the idols this is not the purpose ibrahim's purpose only purpose is because since uh, he has been teaching them gently they could not understand so now ibrahim wants to demonstrate you see i have been telling you that your idols don't benefit don't harm even they cannot protect themselves so he smashed all of them and when people came they say ibrahim must have done this ibrahim wants to teach they ask they call ibrahim and when ibrahim came and they ask him anta fa'alta bi hadha hadha bi alihatina ya ibrahim o ibrahim have you done this with our gods to ibrahim has done anyway everybody knows it is not ibrahim going to lie to ibrahim but ibrahim's purpose to teach ibrahim said very calmly nicely you know all the people are against him he's only one person he said what bal fa'alahu kabiruhum hadha fas'aluhum in kanu yantaqul the big idol he is the one who has done ask them if they can speak you see that's what he want to teach he want to teach they even cannot speak they cannot defend you then they have no answer ibrahim's purpose you see is thinking person then people worship you know sun and moon and stars and for each story ibrahim alayhisalam comes appears with them and said yeah this is my lord you know those people become happy and they are around him he wants to teach them and then when they start disappears moon disappears and you know sun disappears ibrahim alayhisalam said that there sentence which really is amazing sentence in the history of the mankind you know i always think after la ilaha illallah 
there is no sentence more powerful than Ibrahim's sentence, La Uhibbul Afirin. He did not say, I don't, uh, you know, love the sun and moon. But I don't worship because they disappear. No, he denies all of them. He said, I don't love those who disappear. This thinking, this really, you know, it is not easy. This sentence only can come after long thinking, long reflection, you know, thinking. He said anything, meaning is, when something disappears, it is dependent. So how can I can worship, a, you know, something which is dependent itself? Why don't I go to someone who is not dependent? Sun depends, moon depends, stars depends, jobs depends, you know, your farming depends, you know, money depends, position depends, wives depends, children depends, the king depends, everything depends. So why worship them? They come and go. They are there, then they die. I don't worship them. You know, it's really big sentence for Abraham Islam. No, and, uh, it, you know, and then it becomes clear, you know, that in his people, after, you know, economic, the message so deeply, so properly, still they did not listen to Ibrahim al-Islam with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he leaves his people. Inni muhajirun ila rabbi. He leaves them. And then when he left, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him, you know, a reward. Then he got, you know, from his uh, uh, wife, wife Ismail, wife uh, Hajra, son Ismail. And then he got also from his wife, uh, Sarah, the son Ishaq, you know, two sons have been given, and then also Allah, Allah gave him good tidings. Then from Ishaq, you're going to have Yaqub. Amazing people. And then Ibrahim, salam, when his son Ismail has a little, you know, born, and just a young, you know, infant child, and his wife Hajra is newly, you know, married with him, uh, Allah commands him to take, you know, the son and the wife to a land. In Allah defined and just came and told him where the land is, where there is no population, no water, no food, no tree, nothing. And Ibrahim comes there. Ibrahim has no idea why there. And then Allah commands him, leave your wife and your son here. Ibrahim is way out of Ibrahim is thinking before Iman. Before Iman, he thinks and understands. After Iman, what is it? Surrenders. To understand clearly. Every question that you make is before believing. Think properly. Allah wants you to think, understand. But once you know He's your Lord, then if He commands you anything, whether you understand, don't understand, you must do full submission. Now Ibrahim's new life is starting up submission. Before was Ibrahim's life of thinker, thinking prophet, Iman, Hanifiyyah, turning away from everything to Allah SWT. Now next stage of life is coming what? Full submission. Allah commanded to leave. Surrender. Ibrahim left. His wife Hajra is following him, asking, where are you leaving? Ibrahim wants to have the full fa whole family as a people of submission. He did not answer. Second time she asked, he did not answer. Third time she, she said, you know, is it command of your Lord? Ibrahim wants his wife to think like him. She understand without answer. If Ibrahim tells her, yeah, it is my command of my Lord, then she is not going to learn. He wants her to think that Ibrahim, who loves his children so much, his wife so much, why is going to leave? There is no, no reason other than last command. So when she said, is it Allah's command? Ibrahim said, yeah, it's Allah's, Allah's, Allah's command. Then she said, okay, then Allah will not let us down. And then she remains there, then, you know, you know, and then a child is crying for water. She, then she runs to the hills to find out the water from Safa to Marwa, from Marwa to Safa to child. Seven times it happened. And then the angels come and the water, you know, gushing from the under feet of, feet of the Ismail. The, and then, you know, she becomes so happy and water is there. And water is there, then the birds come. Then the people from, you know, Banujurum, they are passing by. They, they come and they ask permission to settle around her. You know, it becomes like, you know, a small population. People, you know, now growing. And then after a while, Allah SWT asks, well, now you go. You know, how, you see how I looked after your family without water. How I, you see, this is how Allah SWT want to do. 
Then Ibrahim Islam comes and you know child is grown up. Now new last final test for, for Ibrahim after submission. Then Allah said to Ibrahim, go and slaughter to your, your son in dream. But Ibrahim, you know, full submission. You know, if we see dream like that, we say, no, it has a, dreams have meaning. Dreams don't mean really go and slaughter. Dream mean full obedience to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. But Ibrahim take the dream literally. And Allah loves this from Ibrahim. Ibrahim was so intelligent, so clever. But in submission, he literally, he follows the, lit, you know, literally everything. In our time, what people do? They fiqhul maqasid. If Ibrahim was faqiyya maqasid, what he should do? He said, no, everything has maqsad. Child is born for a maqsad, for a purpose. We should look after him. Sacrifice child means to devote him for the religion. But Ibrahim did not love this fiqh maqasid. Ibrahim was full submission, literally following Allah's, Allah's command. And Ibrahim also could say, dream does not mean to do now. It could be after 10 years, 20 years. Not today, but same day. But Ibrahim also wants his son to be with him. So he asked his son, Ismail, that I, this I have seen in my dream. What do you think? So do you think if Ibrahim's son said, oh, my father, don't kill me, he's not going to kill him? No, he's going to do anyway. But he wants Ismail also to have same belief. Ismail said, oh, my father, you do, you know, what you have been commanded, you'll find me among sabirin. This really sabr, patience. So then Ibrahim does and Allah listened to him. So Ibrahim's actually life is this the whole thing. Iman and then Islam, submission. And Islam has got, Ibrahim's Islam has got two main parts, Salah and Sabr. Sabr, you can see his life, leaving the wife, and wife has Sabr, the son has Sabr, and the main Sabr of the son is he's being slaughtered, and he said, you, you will find him with the Sabrin. And Salah Ibrahim, how you can see? Allah commands Ibrahim to build the house. Ibrahim builds the house for the people who do prayer, and you know, tawaf, and qiyam, and ruku, and sajda. When Ibrahim built the Kaaba, then he realized now he's going to be commanded to settle here. He's know, he knows very well. Then he made dua, oh Allah, make my family, part of my family to settle here. So Ibrahim's family, basically, what it, Ibrahim's family is an example for all the believers for both things, for Iman and Islam. And in Islam, his family is an example for what? For Salah, you know, doing a relation with Allah, a deep, deep relation, not superficial relation. You know, all the time just, you know, submission to him properly. Rukuwa, sajda, tawaf, atikaf. The Quran mentioned, make, build my house for the people who do tawaf, for those who do atikaf, for those who do rukuwa, sajda, and qiyam. You know, what qiyam, rukuwa, sajda is? You know, all the attending, you know, standing in front of your Lord. Ibrahim al Islam has been commanded. So this is training of the salah. And the sabr is this struggle. A place where there's no water, no food, he can stay there for the sake of Allah Taala. That actually, that why we are commanded to do Hajj and Umrah. Why? To remember Ibrahim's sacrifices. To remember the story of the Sabr and Salah, which established because Allah SWT accepted. And then Prophet Muhammad he followed the footsteps of his father Ibrahim, and he also does the same thing in the Sabr and Salah. So basically, Hajj and Umrah, they are training of what? Salah and Sabr. That's why the chapter starts, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu, istaeenu bis sabri wa salah. This whole chapter of the Hajj and Umrah is what? Salah and Sabr. Because it is just a submission to Allah SWT. You know, and you can see the believers don't care what they're wearing. You know, on clothes. Nobody does like that. But the believers do like that. They don't, you know, they don't care about anything. And then, you know, before even coming there, uh, you know, they make prayer. They keep the saying, you know, part of submission. Labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, labbaik, la sharika lak, labbaik, inna alhamda wa ni'mata lak, wa la mulka la sharika lak. Why these sentences? To announce the submission. To make very clear, because submission is from heart, but when you say with the tongue, it really goes deep. 
तो दिस सेंटेंस है फॉर सम मिशन वो ऑल माई डोड वी आर जस्ट वी लिसन टू इब्राहिम्स कॉल एंड नाउ वी आर हेयर यू नो लब्बैक मीन्स वर्ड लब्बा यू लब्बी मीन्स वेन यू समी कॉल्स यू लिसन आई एम हेयर आई एम लिसनिंग टू यू तो लब्बा इज वन तलबिया बट लब्बैक मीन्स टू आइज लब्बैक मीन्स आई एम लिसनिंग टू आई एम लिसनिंग टू आई एम हेयर आई एम प्रेजेंट एंड दिस लब्बैक अल्लाह लब्बैक नॉट ओनली लब्बैक मैनी लब्बैक्स ऑल द टाइम वाई दिस कम का इब्राहिम अल्लाम वन ही बिल्ड द काबा अल्लाह वॉन्टेड टू मेक द काबा एज ए ट्रेनिंग सेंटर फॉर द सबर सलाह तो हिसत इब्राहिम व अदिन फिन्ना से बिलहज यतूक रिजालन व अलाकुल्लामरन यतीर अमिनकुल्ल फ़ज्जिन आमीक यू नो अनाउंस फॉर द हज तो पीपुल तो लब्बैक इज टू रिस्पॉन्स ऑफ द कॉल ऑफ इब्राहिम इब्राहिम कॉल पीपुल एंड नाउ से वी आर देयर इब्राहिम यू कॉल एंड वी आर हेयर वी लिसन टू यू तो एवरी बडी फ्राम ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड दे बेसिकली कमिंग टू अटेंड द कॉल ऑफ इब्राहिम अलीस्म फॉर टर्निंग एट द सबर सलाह तो कीप रिमेंबरिंग दिस थिंग दैट बेसिकली हज उमरा आर वॉट दिस विजिट्स दे आर नॉट टूरिज्म दे आर नॉट इन्जॉयमेंट दे आर नॉट टू सेलिब्रेट द इन ब्रिक्स एंड द स्टोन्स दे आर नॉट टू सी दैट हाउ नाइस द बिल्डिंग ऑफ द ऑफ मॉस्क ऑफ द प्रोफेट सल्लाम एंड हाउ ग्रेट द बिल्डिंग ऑफ द हरम इट इज नॉट फॉर दैट रिली इट इज ऑल सफरिंग इट रियली इमेजन रियली दैट इन द टाइम यू नो इतना थिंक वन द प्रोफेट सल्लाम यूज टू गो फ्राम मदीना टू मक्का डिड यू गो बाई डिड ही गो बाई कोच बाई प्लेन वॉकिंग ऑन द कैमिल मैनी मैनी डेज समटाइम देर वोटर समटाइम देर वोटर नो वोटर इन सो मच स्ट्रगल सो मच सफरिंग दैट हाउ द गोइंग एंड वेन इब्राहिम्स फैमिली सेटल देर यू नो हाउ मच सफरिंग देर यू सी हाजरा इज लुकिंग फॉर वोटर देर नो वोटर हाउ लस लुक्स आफ्टर दैम इट इज ऑल ट्रर्निंग ऑफ द सफरिंग यू नो एंड द सबर देन यू बी पेशेंट डोंट कंप्लेन मीनिंग इज लिसन टू योर लोड एंड वाट एवर डिफिकल्टी कम इन हिज पाथ डोंट कंप्लेन you know be patient and expect reward from him tell me what i have seen really once i came for hajj and with the group of people from england every single step you know people used to see how nice is the system in england order and this and that here actually all the time the company the flies are here you know it is you know so if i was think really the thing you are here but your mind is somewhere else this this place is not chosen because you know it is a, a place of easiness this place actually has been chosen because it is difficult so people don't come here to enjoy the life people only come here you know if they love ibrahim if they love muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam if really they want to learn how to do submission you don't come here for tourism it is not a place for that this place actually should be kept like that when you come here it should be ready for suffering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't does not want believers to be lazy and just you know easy life it is very bad for the believers you know wake up in the night you know prayer you know walking you know suffering struggle you know uh, you can say tiredness no complaint keep moving you know all the time whatever time you've got in you know, tawaf qiyam ruku sajda that's how the life is do you see ibrahim ever has rest no how much ibrahim travel can you imagine on on his feet from iraq Come to Syria. From Syria, he go to Egypt. From Egypt, he come to Makkah and Mukarrama. Then from Makkah, he go there. Then to Syria, he two wives. To his wives, you know, we have people in England. They have two wives, maybe in the same house. Some people have two wives, but in their own house. They don't actually even afford to have houses. You know, but you know, Ibrahim's two wives are not in same place. One in Makkah and one in Syria. So that is Ibrahim spends some time here, some time there. How how long? How much he, he keeps moving? You know, all the time he never stops. He never said, "Now I have reached to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I did full submission. I should rest." No, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala make him Imam. 
to understand properly Hajj and Umrah really are not true to them. It is not really, it is really this from your heart. When you say Labbaik, think properly that Ibrahim called me and I'm listening to him. And the call was for what? For training of the sabr. To be patient, I have patient. Don't, don't complain. Tell me clearly when you protest in, in London. Isn't complain? Protest actually is complain. Protest is from shaitan. Ibrahim never protested. Ibrahim's, Ibrahim's way has been, do what is best, and what, if you don't get what you want, ask Allah. Ibrahim never asked people. Ibrahim's children ask people. Ibrahim's children beg people, give me peace. Ibrahim's children only ask peace from Allah. Ibrahim's children don't ask anybody else, don't beg to anybody. You know, Ibrahim doesn't come to his kings and ask him. Ibrahim, Ibrahim never begged anybody. Ibrahim so we always have been inni wajjahtu wajhiya lilladhi fatras samawati walarda hanifa. I have directed my face to one who created the heaven and earth. Not you know who is a king of a small tiny country. No, the one who created the whole heaven and earth. Hanifan. And I turned to him from every single thing else. That's what Ibrahim, Ibrahim did. And now Ibrahim's children, they want to protest. They want to make march. They want to make peace march. They want to beg the father peace. Think properly. Ibrahim's children are not for that part. Ibrahim's children are to listen to their Lord and, and if difficulty comes, they are they have suffered. They, they are patient. And then the Lord rewards them. Ibrahim did not establish any kingdom or empire, no. But what Ibrahim established really is much, much bigger than kingdom empire. Like in Mithaimiya, Rahmullah, you know, somebody complained to the ruler of Syria that Mithaimiya is gathering his, his followers to take the kingdom from you. So he called Ibn Taymiyyah Rahmullah said to the king, do you think I'm going to take the, you know, your kingdom? Your kingdom and kingdom of all the Mongols is not equal to me even for one pence. Do you think I'm going to take this? Ibrahim, what Ibrahim has, it is a million times better than the kingdom of any, any king. Kingdom of Suleiman any kingdom. If you follow Ibrahim, what you get really is no king, king, king can get. You know, this is depth, depth of the relation to Allah Taala. It is so deep, really, imagine. So when you're going to Umrah, it is not simple thing to call it. It is really much, much deeper. Meaning is, now you want to establish relations with Allah Taala, and if difficulty or problem comes, don't complain to anybody. Full patience. Even somebody next to you should not feel that you have a problem. Nobody. Only to Allah Taala. All the time remembering Him and difficulty. But you know, you should be strong. Believers should be strong. You know, somebody has so many illnesses. Every part of the body was defected. So many illness. And he used to say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. People ask him, you know, why you say Alhamdulillah? Why you think Allah? You have nothing actually sound in your body anyway. Everything has so much problem. So the person said, you know, he has given me a tongue which can thank. So I thank you for that. You know, think how much Allah has given you. And you complain. If you become like that, people love you. People worship you. Ibrahim's way is, people become that way. Because they, you know, the, the way of the other people is, they, 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 you earn money, and then with the money you buy things. Ibrahim's way is what? Ibrahim's way is, you don't have money, but you buy the free people. You don't buy slaves, you buy free people. If you follow Ibrahim, the free people, kings become your slaves. Ibrahim's way makes kings your slaves. And the way of the worldly people is what? To buy slaves. With the money, you can buy slaves. And with following Ibrahim Islam, you can buy the free people. You can buy the kings. Ibrahim's way is very, very deep. Turn away from everything to Allah And keep saying, La uhibbul afideen. You know, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik, La Sharika Laka Labbaik, Inna Alhamda wa Ni'mata Laka wa Ramulka La Sharika Laka, all the time keep saying. So anyway, this is summary because we don't have much time. So keep that in mind, that Hari Umrah, they basically are much deeper. They, have, they are there only to teach you Salah and Sabr. 
ان الصلاه ان الصبر بوتر وات كامبينيان شيف اور لسنه ان الله مع الصابرين الله يد ويد هو بري ان الله يد ويد هو دو صبر واي الله يد نفسه مع المصلين بكذا ذات اوبفيس اني وي ونلي صبر صابرين نيد تو هاف ان الله مع الصابرين واذا ذا مينينج ان الله مع الصابرين ومع المصلين دوت هو بري ان دوت هو دو صبر ان لاد ويد ديم تو سيك هيلب ويد ذات سو ان شاء الله ويل دو عمره اند I'll explain some fiqh of the Umrah as well, and if you have any question, you can you can ask. Uh, 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 the way is that in a haram, you know, people when they go for Umrah, they have to put on a haram, uh, and a haram uh, starts with the mawaqit. Miqat actually are certain places, uh, you know, before that or at that place you must put on your haram. A haram means for the men, you know, unsewn cloth, two clothes, uh, with the intention of Umrah. I'll mention how to make intention. So we may, men are not allowed to have any sewn cloth, anything which sewn, and uh, they should uncover the head. The head should not, never could be covered. And for the feet, you are in a kind of Hanafi madhab, which actually I prefer in this matter because you know it is more kosher, it is easy for us anyway. You know, it, you you should uncover three bones, three rising bones. So they should be uncovered when you do, uh, you know, put on a sandal. So three bones are these two bones. This ankles on this one, and this in the middle the rising bone. These three bones should be uncovered. Is it clear to everybody? So now we don't need to, to tell you which sandal you to go by. You know yourself. You know just you know have think properly. You don't need somebody comes and take your finger and hold your hand to say this by this one. No, you you decide. Allah the way to instruct His friends and then they do decide. So anything that can you know, wherever anything you can buy, which where these two and this three, this bone three are uncovered, that's fine. Anything like that. So that's what you need eh, to do. For the women, they will remain in their normal clothes. They don't need to have any new clothes. But what they need, eh, if uh, some people are having niqab or covering the face, they should uncover the face. So women say, ihram is in the... Women say, ihram in the face. Uh, we will advise people. For the men, for the women, it is easy. For the men, we advise because, you know, if you go to Miqat and then you start opening your suitcase and this and that, a lot of time, the best thing really, come after the prayer, put on both sheets, both, you know, and put your clothes in the suitcase, then you don't need to, uh, in Miqat, to take off all those. The best thing really is, put your sandal from here and your, your clothes of Ihram from here. Don't make intention, that's what you do. And then after the wili, we come to Dhul Hulayfa. Dhul Hulayfa is the miqat of the people of Medina. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has made miqat for everybody, for every place. For the for Iraq, the miqat is that irq. You know, for, for Sham, miqat is juhfa. For people of Yemen and those who come from that, miqat is yalamlam. So for every place, he makes miqat. Miqat of the people of Medina is Dhul Hulayfa. Now it is called for a long time, Abiyar Ali. So there used to be some wells that people named Abiyaru Ali. So you can, it would be Abiyaru Ali or Dhul Hulayfa. There is now a masjid and there are a lot of you know, bathrooms. You can have shower. So when we arrive there, you can go there and have shower. Put on Since we are living after Dhuhr prayer, so it is be better here. Though we combine between Dhuhr and Asr, you remember when we travel, so I advise people, don't pray Asr here. Because you know, after Asr prayer, you know, any Nafr prayer is makruh. So what we, and, and it is good to start with haram with, with a prayer, to rakah prayer. So I advise, pray your Zohar prayer and nothing else. And then when we arrive uh, there in Dhul Hulayfa, there we can pray in Jama'ah, our own Jama'ah, to rakah asr. 
and after asr prayer then we make intention for ihram is it clear so before ihram be, before intention you can use soap you can use perfume you can use anything as soon as we have done two rak'ah prayer and after the salam we will make intention so you will say in you know allahumma inni uridu al-umrata you know i i want to do umrah fayassirha li wa taqabbalha minni oh allah you, know, you can say in english language oh allah i make i have intention to do umrah so make easier for me and accept from me i mentioned yesterday the niyyah is always in in, uh, in islam from the heart no doubt about that so this is not actually niyyah what actually happening is in hajj and umrah we want every single part of the body to confirm what we doing the, the body is confirming by cloth you know the heart is confirming mind is thinking and also tongue tongue should say that you know i'm going for hajj and umrah the, you know everybody know declare this and say love loudly every all the people around you know that why it, it is very important to declare it from your tongue so you people should say with the tongue so it is not because of intention it is basically to everybody know that you you are not because in the past when people know that somebody is in ihram they should not they, they would not attack the person they would be thinking you know is safe so this actually what declaration so that why in the hajj and umrah okay listen you know there will be inshallah time for question because you know people need to mic and all those to, in, sorry come or because so allahumma inni urid al umrata or you can say inni urid al umrata lillah or allahumma inni allahumma inni urid al umrah fayassirha li wa taqabbalha minni oh allah i want umrah so make it easy for me and accept from inshallah when we are there somebody will say and i will be repeat once you said this then immediately say labbaik allahumma labbaik labbaik la sharika lak labbaik innal hamda wan ni'mata lak wal mulk la sharika lak once you said these words now you are muhrim now you cannot apply any perfume you know and you cannot men cannot wear any sewn cloth and men and women they cannot have any relation uh, you know and a desire of the sex you know it all forbidden from that time until people come out uh, from, from 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 the ihram and all the time keep saying labbaik especially when you see other people in ihram say labbaik loud you know make it clear as if it's little loud not very loud but should be listened by other people they know you are in ihram and whenever you know you climbing hill say labbaik when you coming down say labbaik all the time basically as much as possible actually some some people in the coach should keep repeating like you know abdul hakim should say ibrahim some people in the front they keep saying our lord everybody can follow them people don't don't sleep you know make people awake to keep saying like if this allah want to listen this this actually you know people make clearly the women also the women don't need to say very loudly but also they should say in a pronounce the words labbaik allahumma labbaik properly two sheets Uh, let me show uh, how to put on where the this is huh? okay it is very easy it's not very difficult but for the people who are coming for the first time so you know what happens is one you make you know like lower one to so like that just basically easy just you know put here and then you know just make like that you see it holding itself nothing nothing big difficult making sure and the second one just put on like that usually but when we come to haram we need to what we say is tiba is tiba is to put for to uncover the right shoulder and then put on on the left one like that you see this i'm going to explain this for you it is it's called is tiba alif dad ba ba alif ain is tiba 
it goes from the, from the other, from the side. So what happens, you put on your haram, as I explained to you, and keep saying labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, until you are, until you come to Makkah al-Mukarram. When you see the Kaaba, then don't say labbaik now. Because labbaik basically is saying that I am coming to you, but now you have come anyway to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you don't need to say labbaik, what do you need to say? Dhikr now. Now you have to remember him. Because labbaik was that I am coming, Ibrahim said adhan, and now you respond to adhan. So when you arrive there, you don't need to say the same thing again. See, thinking there. You know, it is not, sometimes some people were there, they always, you know, keep following the same way in Islam, all the time keep thinking. Now, labbaik ends as soon as you are in, 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 the, in the haram. Now say, subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa allah akbar, wa la huwa, wa la quwwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. And, you know, many, many tasbihat. The hadith, when you see the Kaaba, first time, whatever you ask, it is accepted. Any dua you make, first time, accepted. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah, was very clever. So he first time when he came and he saw the Kaaba, so he made dua, Oh Allah, whatever I ask you during my stay in Makkah, I accept it. So now he make one dua, includes every single thing. So he, so he said, Oh Allah, whatever I ask, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he just want to, you ask anything he can give you. So you can make like that. I'm, I also used to say similar because, you know, I used to so much impressed by Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah ta'ala. Then I was thinking really, either, you know, the Prophet sallallahu either, you know, much more wise than anybody else. You know, see what the Prophet always used to ask taqwa, piety. Because, you know, if, once you have taqwa, then you have got everything anyway. In Allah, you know, Allah I, I think really, <coughs> when you see the Kaaba, ask Allah, Allah, make me muttaqi. If you become muttaqi, then, then everything with you anyway. Allah is with you, success in this world is with you, in hereafter with you, you know, provision comes from Him. Allah keeps saying that, though, umay taqillah, ya'allahu makhraja, we are zukh min haithu la yahtasib. Those who are muttaqi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, gives them from where they cannot imagine. And in Allah al-Muttaqeen, Allah is with the people who are taqwa. So anyway, you can make any dua, you can, uh, you can make dua of Rabbi Ja'ali Muqeem al-Salah, who Allah make me to establish the prayer. Because once you establish the prayer, then Allah is with you anyway. So whatever. And also you can see many other things you can, but uh, it is bad for the believers just to ask a small thing. That oh, Allah give me a wife or something like that, you know, a small thing. Because that he, he gives anyway. You can ask also that. But ask a big thing, because once he loves you, then he can give you to a, a, anything. So, you know, don't ask a small thing. In that, you know, in like, you know, Jamaat people say, buy the cow for milk. Dung will come anyway. Don't buy the cow for the dung. That this cow has more dung, so I buy this cow. No, buy the cow which has more milk. So, you know, when you come there, this, and then, no doubt, we're going to start Tawaf. Tawaf will start from the uh, black stone. It is Sunnah to kiss the stone and then start Tawaf. And start Tawaf goes right away. So you go, you move right side of the Kaaba. I don't like people when they say anti-clockwise because you know it, it is a really negative term. You know, clock goes anti-Tawaf. That we can say. But Tawaf is not anti-anything. Tawaf is the right direction. It is right, you go right direction, that's what it should be. I don't like these books when they write like that very, very bad way. Simple thing is, you know, you, are, you go, you take the right of Kaaba. Simple, that's how it's in Islam is. Everything right. So you start from the black stone and you move on the right of the Kaaba, you know. So either you kiss, it is crowd, you cannot kiss, you can touch, if it's, you cannot touch it, so at least the person sometimes used to, you know, uh, 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 you know, touch with something else in his stick or something in his hand. If you cannot do anything at least at the moment, so at least point to it like that. I say, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, and then, right, and keep doing dhikr. Don't take photos and all those, because, you know, you are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, Orwan Zubair said, once Abdullah Abdul Umar was doing tawaf, I also was with him in tawaf. So I said to Abdullah Umar, I want to 
in tawaf i said to him i want to marry your daughter sauda so abdullah umar did not answer me so i was appoint, disappointed that you know he did not listen he did not actually accept my proposal and then i after umrah i came to madina so he met me uh, in somewhere so he said you know you remember that you mentioned to me the um, name of my daughter sauda when you <coughs> tawaf uh, uh, but you know in tawaf kunna natakhayru allah taala in tawaf we are seeing allah allah was there so i did not like to say anything but if you still want to marry then i can marry her he said yeah i you know my desire to marry her is as strong as possible and then he called her his his daughter and few people not to be gathering and he married immediately to see that khair allah taala in tawaf you see allah it's very bad really you see yourself you want to make your picture in tawaf believers should not see anybody else you know this photo how long they will last and the word benefit they do i don't understand really people make their own photo they were doing tawaf what what memory is there really is it enough for you to do tawaf allah make and just record you why you want to make your own photo make and just do this thing if i just make photo that's more lasting and remaining all the time unnecessary really in wasting the time just you no know, keep doing tawaf and allah subhanahu you know and remembering him and thinking properly you know how allah subhanahu and alhamdulillah actually among all the things in the umrah the best thing i like is tawaf really tawaf is so nice to you know to first uh, when you go to to the corners of the uh, you know uh, 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 of the house of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the kaaba the four corners so one is uh, you know where you start that is ar-ruqn al-yamani and where hajar al-aswad is then you go and that is ar-ruqn al-iraqi then you have ar-ruqn al-shami then you have again ar-ruqn al-yamani the two two ruqn there yamani both ruqn al-yamani they are on the foundation of ibrahim other two ruqn al-iraqi and shami they are not on foundation of ibrahim actually foundation of ibrahim was a little bit more but quraish did not have enough money to they basically built kaaba less than what it was so that why the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam whenever he did tawaf he only kissed two two, two ruknun yamani one so when you uh, kiss or do istilam of the istilam means touching or kissing a point so when you start from the black stone that ruknun yamani then you come to ruknun ruknun iraqi then you come to ruknun shami then again you come to another ruknun that's a ruknun yamani there you also should do istilam like that and then you come to are this ruknul yamani where hajra black stone both are ruknul yamani here uh, your one shot is complete now again you know you raise hand and the second shot same shot you do in the first three shots the men they do what is tiba and ramal meaning is you uncover your right shoulder the in the first three one and then you move uh, you know ramal ramal means you move like a brave people like fighters reason is when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam came for umrah al qada and quraish were on the mountain so they say oh these people you know the weather of madina has made them very weak so when the person realized then he said don't oh, walk like you know fighters you know the proper then in like so that becomes sunnah so now the sunnah to walk like that in you know moving your chest proper like you know, like people do marching in the army so similar should be in the first three shows and then after that you don't need to ramal ramal is only in first three shows uh, so and then you seven after seventh you know you do two rak'ah prayer in the haram anywhere it is better to do near uh, maqam ibrahim so there is a place in haram you know it framed with a glass and there footstep of ibrahim alislam but anyway this called maqam actually to me <coughs> maqam ibrahim is the whole kaaba the whole area around that but anyway <coughs> many people think this is uh, you know the maqam istisha ibrahim it is better to do two rak'ah around uh, that area two rak'ah prayer make dua also then come and drink water from zamzam then after that you go and do sa'i and sa'i will start from safa because the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ibdau bima bad'a bihi allah taala start from where allah started 
to from Safa to Marwa, one, one shout. From Marwa to Safa, two. This is how it happened. The seventh time. Meaning basically is that you start from, from Safa and last one will be in Marwa. Ending will be in Marwa. <coughs> when men are walking, so there are a place cut, uh, called between two uh, you know, green signs, Milan and It is very much marked, green area. So when men come there, they have to run faster, walk faster, you can say, like running. Reason is because Safa and Marwa both were hill. So when Hajar, she used to run, so she could see her child as well. But when she, she comes to the, you know, this, uh, this place, it was like, like, like basically wily. So she could not see her child, so there she used to run. You know, as long as she is on Safa, so she can walk and she also could see smile. So she's fine, but when she comes down, she could not see smile, so she's now running. So, you know, people say, you know, in Islam, women don't have any position. Actually, Safa and Marwa is a memory for women, nothing else. Safa Marwa is, Ibrahim did not walk on Safa and Marwa. Ismail did not walk on Safa and Marwa. Safa Marwa is just actually memory of women. She was running between these two mountains, you know, seven times, and it became, you know, part of the, uh, part of the ritual. So anyway, the men have to walk there faster. They walk faster everywhere, but they're like running. Is it clear? So when you go to Marwa, you run there, and when you come from Marwa to Safa, same thing in this place. Is it clear? You know, I mentioned that the reason is because when she was looking for the water, Ismail was lying, and when she came to Safa, so she could look water, and she also could see Ismail there lying. But when she's coming down, now she cannot see Ismail. So she's running to Marwa, so she also can be able to see Ismail. To that place she was running. To that why running has become their sunnah. Though it is, it is sunnah for women, but somehow it is not sunnah for the women. Now women don't run. Women only walk on their normal speed. Men have to run. Men have to copy the women running. Women have to be calm, you know, their normal speed. That's how the sunnah in this place is. Once you have done the seventh shout, then the, for the men it is better to shave their head, you know, properly. If you cannot shave, then you can shorten the hair. And in Hanfi Madhab, it is better to uh, do shortening or uh, shaving for the most of the hair, most of the head. That, that you know, in Hanfi Madhab, otherwise in some Madhab, they allow, you know, any, any part of, like Imam Shafi allows, few hair that also can be done. For the women, the Sunnah is to shorten the hair. Because for the women, the hair is beauty. So just if you shorten some hair, in, or, you know, some, something from, from their, you know, long hair, that, that's fine. They cut with the scissors something. So that after you have done this, then you are free of a haram. You know, you can have come in your bath, you can come in normal clothes, and then after that, do either many tawaf as you like. Now you don't need, you know, to do any umrah. If people, some people want to do umrah, it's allowed. You can go to Miqat and, you know, Hill. Hill is a, that area, if people want to do a haram, they can go there. And nearest one is Masjid of Aisha, because she did a haram from there. So many, many buses and taxis, they keep going there. You can go there put on a haram, come back again, do another umrah. So either as there, you can do many, many umrah. Though the, it, we don't know any sunnah of the Prophet he, in the same journey, he did more than one umrah. So I personally prefer do as many tawaf as possible. A tawaf you cannot do anywhere in the world. That's the only place where you can do tawaf. This. And when you stay there, all the time keep remembering Ibrahim Islam, the Prophet Muhammad their sacrifices, and think that Allah is there. It's Allah's house, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think that I have come to learn how to pray and I have come to learn how to be patient. Don't complain anything. Complaining is very, Allah SWT never likes any complaint. That's why Allah loves Yaqub Al-Islam, because Yaqub said, Inna ma ashku 
Bathi Wahuzni Allah. His son has been taken away from him. So much patience. He said, I will only complain my grief to who? To Allah. Even Yaqub never complained to anybody else. He never have to be angry with the children. You see, they, he knows that they are lying. But still, you can see he behaves with them nice, listens to them, and save people in the house. So much sabr for Yaqub al You know, we have to learn the sabr in this journey. I think I should stop here, inshallah. And if you have questions, please ask. say labik allahumma labik can it be said in unison or oh, i've heard that's not allowed where everyone says it together no it can do that or sometimes people can remind you know many can make don't make any hybrid because it compels you to go to the old jama'ah anyway so you can see on your own you can see with the jama'ah but don't make anything you know jama'ah is one thing it reminds it so sometimes they should say the people awake and then everybody says then when again it starts sleeping then somebody else again starts saying to buy this doing again again, people awake. Keep awake, otherwise people forget. But don't make anything habit. Assalamu alaikum. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask that um, when we go to Dhul Halaifa, we will do Salat al-Asr, two raka'ah. Yeah. And then after that, the niyyah. There's no reason to do any additional, or before the Asr, any special two raka'ah or, 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 or nafil. No, no, because the thing is, ihram should be done after any prayer. Any prayer, it's further prayer, or if there's no further prayer, there's enough prayer. So once we're going to do further anyway, so what will happen? So we can say that everybody works there, once everybody has done wudu, we do prayer together, and we make a haram together and come out. Otherwise, you know, it takes so long time if everybody do themselves. You know, it takes time. We have to be quick, you know, to, we can reach to Makhdal Mukarramah earlier, they can do the tawaf and say quickly, and they can sleep in the night. JazakAllah khair. I actually have a number of questions, but I know restricted to one otherwise I'll be thrown out inshallah. Um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to ask uh, this one uh, when we do the tu'af we should be in a state of wudu because it's an act of ibadah yeah yeah so, um, that's a, yeah. Uh, so I just wondered what if uh, after I don't know uh, three tu'af my wudu breaks you know for whatever reason need to go re-perform the, do I restart my tu'af again or do I start from where I left off yeah this is a cool question that I should have mentioned the, the tu'af is like prayer so it is, it, tawaf should be done as we pray. It means major and you know should be pure from any major or minor impurity. To ghusl and, and wudu properly. And if your wudu is broken in the middle of tawaf, go do wudu and start from where you left. You don't need to repeat everything. Like you had three shots, you maybe three shots and third shot you were near Rukna or Iraqi, to so go and come back and start from there. You don't need you actually tawaf is not obligated to done in one go. You can do in in one one week, one shot one day, second shot the second day. Tawaf does not need to be done in the same But as long as you don't do tawaf, you remain in a haram. But tawaf is not necessary to be done in the same way. This understand. For the women, there's problems. Sometimes women, uh, you know, there are monthly cycles. So no, they can do a haram from here. They, they should do a haram. They should do a haram. They should have bath for a haram. You know, that, that bath is only for a haram. And if they are not pure, they should arrive there. They should do zikr. They can go to Safar Marwa and see the Kaaba. can see the Kaaba itself is ibadah. And Safa Marwa is out of haram. So you can see, they can sit there and see the Kaaba. Once they are pure, then they have bath and they do tawaf. And after that, they can do sai. Sai does not need purity any. So after, for example, if a woman, when she did tawaf, she was pure. And after tawaf, 
her cycle starts there no harm still she can do sai sai does not need any period sai does not need sai does not need any purity because you know these days you know some our our return flights they are booked if it is actually happens that women say you know uh, uh, cycle starts when we arrive makkah and until we are there still there you know and the cost, what we can do can we cannot delay the flights so then the solution basically is uh, they should tie the clothes around uh, uh, you know uh, their place and properly and then do tawaf making sure that no impurity in the haram and then they offer a blood and that actually sacrifice will be uh, like you know like a, 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 a sacrifice of a camel major, major you know animal and that will be done so that is ruling for the women another question Sheikh, when starting the tawaf, is there just one takbir or two takbirs? Uh, Mufti Shafi Sab, he mentions in his kitab, it's, it's two takbirs. So one is takbir tahrima, and the second is the istilam. No, no, there's nothing, two, nothing, three, just this is bismillah. It is sunnah, if you don't do that, it's, nothing happens. It's not like the takbir tahrima, the prayer. In prayer, if you don't say Allah, prayer is not valid. In tawaf, it, it, this is not obligatory, it's just sunnah. You say bismillah, Allah, and just move on, not once. It is not actually takbir tahrim, it is not salah, it is only one, it is basically Islam, nothing else, it is just for Islam. There is nothing to, it is only one, it is sunnah, it is not obligatory, it is not wajib. In the salah, takbir tahrim is wajib, the fard, in, in the prayer, in the tawaf, it is not wajib. It just, if you don't say anything, it is fine. Is there any significance of the seven circuits? Someone told me to ask. Is there a significance in the number? Oh, number. Number actually are very important, uh, you know, understand. Thing. As I mentioned, really, is uh, that one number is only for Allah SWT, and the second is uh, completion for human be for, for other than Allah SWT. Two numbers make completion. And uh, if uh, you made the third one in the middle, so it is more complete, because then you have a uh, one and two and something in the middle of it. Because something in the middle, it actually is connected with both. It is more complete. Then you add one more, it becomes two pairs. It is even more complete to four. And if you make something in the middle, to two or two and then one middle, five. It is more complete. Then you can see the prayer time, time, time the prayer five times. Okay, more complete. But rakah the prayer is not five. Rakah the prayer is either two or three or four. So you can see prayer actually resembles all the completion. First, first complete number is two. Second complete number is three, the, four, the fourth, third, fourth complete number is fourth, and the, the, after that is five. It, it, it goes to uh, you know, all those. In other than prayer, you know, what happens is the completion of, you know, goes beyond the five. And uh, beyond five, what happens? You add one more, six. But six, uh, since uh, having something in the middle always uh, is more complete, so that's why you can see in many methods in Islam, seven number is important. Because seven number basically means you have got six, a complete number, and then something in the middle which makes it more complete. So that happens many, many things. And also what happens when you have seven, it also gives you impression it is not complete. It needs one, one more. So you keep doing more and more. So you do one tawaf, <coughs> you know, it's not complete. Do again, more, second tawaf, third tawaf, fourth tawaf. So when Allah SWT wants ibadah to be done more and more, he makes them odd number. After completion, odd number. So five times a prayer, then you think, oh, it's five, five not complete. Let me do more nafla, more sunnah, more prayer. So he wants you to get sense of completion, but also sense of incompletion. So, inshallah, about the numbers, I will teach, inshallah, sometime when I teach about the prayers. 
because I want to one day I will teach about the what prayers that we are. So I'll teach about numbers inshallah properly. Yeah. It's just a quick question. I don't think I quite caught what you said. But um, every so is it each time you're passing the black stone, you raise your hands and say Allah Akbar. Yes, yeah, Talan. But it's not a, you know not obligatory. It it, yeah. it is sunnah. It must have been recommended, but not obligatory. And if you don't do anything, nothing happens. And the corner before that, I can't remember the name. Do you also? Then you also do istilam there. You also raise your hands yeah, and say yeah, Allah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two rukun only have istilam because both rukunas had all four pillars been on the foundation of Ibrahim, then the Prophet would have done istilam of all four. But since two of them are not his foundation, so no, no point to touch the just wall. So he was, he was touching the corner of Ibrahim. So he only touched the two corners, not the other two. There are lights, I think blue or green lights. Uh, so if you can imagine this is the Kaaba, so if this is the, where the black stone is, and this would be the other Rukun Yamani. And so there's lights kind of hitting other. So even if you can't see the Kaaba, uh, black stone, it's quite difficult to see, to be honest. Just follow the lights. It's like a laser beam light. So that would make it easy to. Mm, that's right, yeah. You know, you will see also see, when the people come to the black stone, you know, the people slow down. You can see really. It that is the place where everybody slow down, because everybody do is stopping there. Just, you know, you, you can shall see there. there. Hmm. Um, you mentioned about uh, the istislam on the uh, uh, rukun Yamani before the black stone. Yeah. And you said and you said that um, you can even kiss this corner as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was here uh, on, on previously, there was a, a man with a big beard who had chosen to stand there, and when everyone was kissing that corner before the black stone, he was basically telling them off and shouting at them and... No, not, not that. I think other corners, not that corner. Not that corner. I don't think it, it was that the corner one. people do Islam anyway. That I remember. People do touch, you know, kiss. That is... Because that people were doing this, yeah. yeah and yeah. and he was saying no, no, and he was... He seemed to think this was... They they thought it was the black stone or something or... So I... Uh, you've not heard of this, okay. I don't know if somebody doing like that. But anyway, what I know is Islam is a far both rukun. Yes, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Um, Sheikh, what are the best places to make dua around the Kaaba? Is there any specific area? Yeah, you know, can do. Actually, the Prophet you know, like it is basically house of Allah So, you know, especially like the gate. The Prophet used to you know, hold part of the gate that's called Murtazam and cry there and weep there and you know, make like, like you hug your mum to basically say, put Allah's door. To, you know, you know, Kaaba, you know, Kaaba, you can say black stone. Black stone is like Allah's right hand in this world. Simple to understand. Black stone basically like Allah's right hand in this world. So, you know, it is, it is in, in, in the Kaaba. So you just want to hold it, you just want to you know, touch it, you want to kiss it. You know, this is what happening to the Kaaba, the whole Kaaba, actually, any place people can, you know, kiss, people can do, you know, because it's Allah's house. So that's what the meaning is. But it's simple say, no doubt, really, that we do this because Allah SWT allowed us. Otherwise, we worship Allah SWT. We're not worshiping the house. Worshiping Allah SWT. House is basically like our, our, our point of reference, you can say. But worshiping Allah, of Allah SWT, it is like Qibla. House is Qibla. So like, you know, Iqbal says, one of his poetic words, Qibla ko ahal nazar the people of uh, thinking, they think Kaaba is not the Qibla. It actually guide to Qibla. Qibla is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you are to, to Qibla, this is actually only guide, guide to the Qibla is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no doubt. He's the real Qibla. Brother, <coughs> Brother Irfan asked a question earlier on. 
uh, if Hatim was a part of the Kaaba, why can we not face it and pray Salah? So you know the thing is the Hatim, uh, you know since it has been from the, from the time the Prophet has been out of the Kaaba, not in the Kaaba, so you you must make effort to face the building, not the Hatim. Though it actually we believe that it's part of Kaaba because that was also, because that actually is always doubtful because since Allah Subhanahu wa Taala you know made this happen, so now uh, you know Hatim is not uh, you know part of the Kaaba anymore, you know though. It should be so people don't allow people you know fuqha don't allow just to face the hatim you have to face if you are hatim face in a way you can face, face part of the kaaba as well actually the people say there's hikmah in keeping the hatim like that so in most believers they are not allowed to enter the kaaba now because the hatim you can go in hatim it's like playing the kaaba so you know it, it for them it is, it is free but uh, because since uh, you know it has been left out so now on its own it's not kaaba it was part of the kaaba but not anymore I was once told by an auntie that where the Kaaba is situated, straight above that is the Arsh of Allah. Is this true? What of Allah? Arsh of Allah. Arsh of Allah. Is this true? I don't know. Because the thing is, Arsh of Allah is encompassed the whole universe. Anywhere you see above that Arsh of Allah. Because he's the Kursi encompassed the whole universe. It is basically around every single thing. You know, you can see the heaven, first heaven, second heaven. Al-Baytul Ma'amur. Yeah, there is a place which I just do tawaf. Yeah, yeah, that actually above the Kaaba, yeah. So the, it is like this Kaaba and another Kaaba. Their Kaaba is for angels. Al-Baytul Ma'amur. That is where I just do tawaf. It is, it is people say, it, yeah, it's straight above that, yeah. Yeah, Al-Baytul Ma'amur, yeah. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. Is there any prayers after tawaf? Sorry? Is there any prayers after tawaf? Yeah, I mentioned two rakah. It's wajib. After, two, after tawaf, you do two rakah prayer. Exactly. It's wajib. Yeah, it should be done. It's wajib. Two rakah prayer. Anyone else? Well, sorry. I just, your phone repeated it. No, I understand that. Okay, so we've completed. So we'll give it to Brother Shahriya first. He's got a mic right next to me. So I'll see if that woman have any question. Um, sorry, inshallah. Um, while we're in a state of ihram, we know we can't, you know, put perfume on, cut our nails, and cut our hairs. So um, I just wanted to ask: does, does that also mean that you can't cut anybody else's hair? So, for example, I'm in tawaf. Uh, I finished my umrah. It's now time to cut the hair. You know, so uh, we need to have our hair shaved first. So, what if you, the wife needs to, you know, come out of ihram? So, how can anybody's hair? You can cut. You know, you are not allowed to hunt any, any animals or something like that. But your own, you, you cannot cut them. But you know, somebody else, I don't think there is a problem. I don't think anybody said like that. You know, hunting animals or something like that, that's not allowed. You know, cutting the any tree of the haram, that's not allowed. These things are not allowed. So, but if somebody else, because the company that they did, they, sh they shared other people. Think that if all the people were in haram, so how they came out from haram? Somebody, somebody shaped somebody else. And that would have happened when the Prophet came. So you, if you shave somebody else, that's fine. Sheikh, <coughs> uh, can you explain what's allowed regarding to certain things people sometimes use to keep up the ihram? So some people use the money belts to keep keep it on. Some people I've seen before, like people use a 
big safety pin for the top ones to keep that together? What's allowed and what's not allowed in terms of those things? Yeah, thankfully the cloth eh, should be unsewn, but something is not part of the cloth, like your behind bag, or like you say belt, eh, you know, is allowed, or like your know, pins, eh, because pins are not sewing. Pins are basically helping users fun. So pins are allowed, belts are allowed. If people have got some handbags and you know, hanging, all these things are allowed, but not sewn cloth. The cloth it should not be sewn, but something not part of the cloth, eh, that's fine. There can there can allowed. The better always have been allowed because they're from very beginning because people used to have money. So they can't live anywhere. And at that time, people did not have a hotel. So if they leave money somewhere else, somebody will steal. So they used to have, you know, this belt. So the belt actually came from land. They used to call it himyan. So himyan always have been allowed. You can have belt. Yeah, sometimes for some people it's very difficult to tie it properly. So if you cannot tie, then you, yeah, have belt. And if you come to Dhul Halifa, when Abiy Ali, they're, they're selling, you know, they sell uh, these, these belts there. You can buy the belts there. <coughs> you can buy belts here as well, you know, anywhere. So if some people cannot you know, tie properly, then you yeah, put on the belts, inshallah. Uh, are we allowed to wear watches and uh, rings? Say what? Watch. Are we allowed to wear watches and yeah, rings? Yeah, watch is fine, because it is something, it's not clothes. So that's allowed. Watch is fine, yeah. Anyone else got questions? Watch a ring, things like that, they're fine. Assalamu alaikum. Just, um, I think for those who are doing Umrah for the first time, yeah. I think there's one co uh, common problem they have is when they do Tawaf, yeah. people forget on which number you know, they are. Sometimes they forget what, what, you know, if they're on the second one or the third one, what should they do? Yeah, that's very important. If, um, don't make sure they don't forget, because it's very important. So, you know, count, eh? make a like for once you have done one. Just you know, put on one finger, put your hand on one finger, the second one, second finger, third finger, you know, four, five, then, you know, make something, let us be something, take, you have to count. But anyway, if you forget, then we go to the least number. If you say we're sixth, sixth or seventh, to make it six. That way we allow to when this matter happens. If you think more likely seventh, then fine. If you don't think it, which one is more likely, then go for the least number. If doubt it between three and four, make it three, and then do the four and uh, fifth and sixth, seventh. But you know, people should make effort really young, but that's what you're doing, which, which, which shot you are. Is it clear? Yeah. Any more questions? The, the salah after the tawaf is wajib. Yeah. Can you perform the salah after asr and after fajr? No. Yeah, the salah actually should not be done in makruf time. So you have to wait. Kato Hanafi Madhab, salah never should be done after asr or after fajr prayer until sun rises properly or in midday. All the time which is makru, this salah should not be done. So if people have done tawaf and the makru time comes, wait until the you know, makru time has gone, then you do your salah to the car. But you can do sai, there's not problem, there's no problem. You can do the, uh, you know, taw, uh, uh, salah later on. And this salah you do after every tawaf. You know, after you have done your umrah, you do uh, tawaf, you do to raka salah, then you do sai, the umrah finish. But after that, you can do as many tawaf you like, but after every tawaf, do two rakah prayer. After every tawaf. Any more questions? Mike. Some people, uh, when they do tawaf, when, when I remember once when I first came for Umrah, or second time in Hajj, somebody said, oh, today I did 100 tawaf. So I said, you did, sure you did 100 tawaf? He goes, yeah, uh, so he, he thought that one tawaf mm. is one just going one, mm. not seven. Yeah, one, one tawaf means seven shout, seven rounds. 
understand. When we say one tawaf, it means seven rounds. The seven, and, and also understand, once you start tawaf, then completion becomes obligatory. Then you must do seven shout. It's understand, it's not that you can live in the middle anywhere. Once you started, you must complete it. Not in the same go, maybe later on after that you want to go for lunch or dinner, but you have to do seven. Is it clear? So one tawaf means seven shout, seven rounds. And once they start, then it becomes obligatory to complete it. Simple thing. Same after Hajj Umrah. When you start, then becomes obligatory. After starting, completion becomes obligatory. Other Umrah is a sun, sunnah. But once you make a haram intention, then completion of Umrah becomes obligatory. Once you start tawaf, like any nafla prayer, if you start nafla prayer kind of Hanafi madhab, then completing the nafla becomes obligatory. So similarly, when you start tawaf, completion becomes obligatory. With regards to when it's uh, Fard Salah during your Tawaf, what should one do when uh, Fard Salah is um, in between your, say, fifth uh, round? What should one yeah, do? Yeah, follow the Fard, yeah, do Fard, and then after that you start your Tawaf from where you left. You know, it will happen. You, know, you start doing Tawaf, and then Maghrib prayer starts. Don't, don't worry, do Maghrib prayer, and then after that you start your Tawaf from where you left. From where you are left. You know, that, that's very, very important to remember where you left, and then from there you start. Um, <coughs> question from earlier on, that in Nafal Tawaf, do you have to do Rommel and... Uh, no, there's no, nothing. The only first time, any Tawaf after which there is no Sa'i, there is no Rommel, no Isteba. After that, normal cloth, nothing. It only for when you come for Umrah, for, you know, first Tawaf, that will do. After that, no. After that, you just normal, normal. It actually will be no, normal cloth anyway. Sheikh, would you kindly remind me uh, of what the Hanafi position was regarding shaving the head? Yeah, most of the hair should be uh, uh, most, or shorten most of them, yeah. Yes, Sheikh. Uh, you said uh, an accepted dua is when you see the Kaaba first time. Mm -hmm. Is there any other point do during uh, our visit mm -hmm. where dua is accepted, like perhaps from Sa'i or any other point? Any every time, the, you know, the whole journey is actually mm -hmm. Allah is there. Mm -hmm. In the whole journey, he's looking at you. No doubt, it's like the whole journey basically very similar to the prayer. Understand, when you're in the prayer, Allah is turning to you. In the whole journey, when you put a haram, that's why don't backbite, don't lie, don't complain. Because you, Allah's path, complaining Allah to someone else, the thing really, all the problem comes in the path of Allah, and you're complaining Him, nothing, basically all the time, turning of the face should be Him, to laughing loudly, making jokes, you know, making unnecessary stories, commenting on the people, you know, laughing at the people, making it with their bad names, nothing should happen. Looking at each other badly, men should not look at the women with the desire, women should not look at the men with the desire, all should be, you know, firmly people should understand they are with Allah. Basically, this whole thing is ibadah. Umrah from beginning until you finish it is ibadah. Then your stay in Makkah al Mukarram is ibadah. In that city, sins are multiplied by many, many times, as good deeds are multiplied by many, many times. Understand, if you backbite there, the sin is not small, sin is much, much bigger. If you lie there, it is much, much bigger. If you break a promise, Sin is much, much bigger. In that place, be humble slave of Allah Taala. So now from when we put on a haram, from until we are in Makkah Mukarrama, be always, you know, in, in, uh, yeah, and thing I, I forgot. And when we leave Makkah Mukarrama, before leaving, we should do tawaf al-wada'a. Tawaf al-wada'a, last tawaf. Because uh, in the Prophet said that the last thing that you do in Makkah is <coughs> see house of Allah Go and do tawaf. Like salam of, of house. And then you... So when we, we are about to leave, before that people should have enough time, 
should be reminded of what time they do tawaf, to go and do last tawaf, but don't leave it to last moment, that everybody has to wait for you. You know, do in, a, in, in, in proper time when people announce you that what time you have to do tawaf, do tawaf and then come back. For the women, if they are, you know, they are, you know, they are not pure, there's no tawaf al-wada for them. So they don't need to do tawaf. But if they are pure, then they should do also tawaf. Um, <coughs> can you just uh, remind us uh, what type of footwear is uh, permissible, please? What type of footwear? Because there's been quite a lot of issues. What type of uh, shoes, sandals? Yeah. No, and I mentioned this. Like, you, know, you know, wear anything which where your three bones remain uncovered. Two side one, yeah, like something like that. Simple. Turn, 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 turn. <laughs> yeah. This is what you need to do. Yeah. So three bones, rising bones in the middle and two side bones. That's what people need to uncover. Then you'll be safe. Then your umrah will be cut every madhab. This is not allowed. It can, yeah, it can cover you know, your, your, your middle bone. Yeah. Yeah, this can cover. We need more examples. <laughs> <laughs> three bones are this one here, mm. the front. Uh, I think you said you had your metatarsals. Right, and the two ankle bones again. Okay? Right, and socks. Huh? Socks. Huh? Socks. Leather socks, no, you're not allowed to. Nothing, no socks, nothing. It's uncovered. Um, I just wanted to know, Sheikh, if, uh, can you just uh, run uh, g um, the penalties? So let's say, for example, out of I forget and I put uh, I put on some atar or you know I um, accidentally made him cut my nails, bite my nails. So what 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 are the sort of penalties yeah, that are due for this? Yeah, I don't remember all the penalties by heart because there's so many complications. For something that is there is sadaqa of one sa or like one fitra, for something more severe that like one sheep sacrifice and and major sacrifice actually the time. But it only happens three cases where major sacrifice come or mostly one blood means one 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 sheep will be enough. And in many, many small cases, like a, somebody has covered their, their head for a longer period, then some sadaqah, something like that. So for a small thing, sadaqah, and something bigger, we have a sheep, and then even bigger than that, then camel. I remember actually one, one I came for Hajj, so I met somebody from, 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 from Salaw. So he said, I had offered a sacrifice of a camel. So I said, why, why, what happened? Why did you do mistake? He said, by mistake, one of my hair was broken. Like he had broken by mistake to what he had seen in there is. And for that he went and offered sacrifice of whole camel. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you do manage to uh, you know, get a camel, let us know, inshallah, we'll have to help you with that. Uh, inshallah, because I think you have to go take you to the uh, uh, slaughterhouse and all those sort of things. We had one person who had to do a sheep last year. So do contact Badabu Kosar if you need to you know, sacrifice an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Sheikh, from if from a previous Umrah now you realize that you made a mistake, should we do the sacrifice now? Yeah, sacrifice should be done in a harab to any time. You know, yeah, if you prove had done any, any, any major mistake which needs sacrifice, yeah, it should be done any time. <laughs>